Welcome to Conversations with Marlon Bolton, the podcast. On Conversations, we exchange thoughts and ideas with people from different experiences and backgrounds, which help shape a better quality of life for our residents. These conversations bring fresh perspectives that foster our city's growth and resilience. Our conversation starts right now. Welcome to Conversations. My name is Marlon Bolton, your Tamarack District 1 City Commissioner, and I'm so thrilled to have Dr. Osman with us today. Dr. Mohamed Osman is an interventional cardiologist with Broward Health Physician Group, and we're so glad to have you, Doctor. How are you today? I'm doing well. How about you? Very well. Welcome to my chair. Thank you for inviting me. Well, Dr. Osman, tell me just a little bit more about yourself, your journey to Broward Health, mm-hmm. your educational background, and something fun about you. Okay. Which one should I start with? <laughs> <laughs> so, a um, little bit about myself. Um, I'm a cardiologist. I uh, did my training. I did my medical school in Egypt. And after that, um, I started my medical training in New York City. Um, I spent seven years in New York between different institutions for internal medicine training. And then after that, for... Um, critical care training, and then for cardiology training, and then finally for interventional cardiology training. So I did altogether about nine years of after medical school uh, training and fellowships. Wow. Wow. And after that, um, I start practicing here in Fort Lauderdale area. Uh, I've been living here um, for the past 13 years. Uh, practicing here, and then a couple of years ago, I started with Broward System. Nice, nice. And I know that a lot of people would like to know something fun about you. Give us something that nobody knows about no, 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 Dr. No, Osman. I'm, I'm very boring, so <laughs> nothing, nothing to that extent. But one thing I can say is my passion is history. Nice. I love history. And I think it's very relevant to what we see every day today in the news and in the world affairs. So when I was young, um, like any kid, kids like to hear stories. So my mom was a teacher and she taught me how to read at a young age. So the first book I got my hands on was a history book. And for me, it was very exciting because it was the ultimate story book. Mm. <laughs> it was a real story for uh, for humans, wherever they are, and their journey, and their um, their successes, and their failures, and their tragedy, and everything. It's uh, it's an amazing history. is an amazing storybook. Doctor Osman, let's start with the basics. What is heart disease? How much time you have? <laughs> <laughs> so it's a very wide range of conditions. But I'm going to talk specifically about one of the most common ones that we see every day. And when, when we say heart disease, in most people's mind, it's related to coronary artery disease specifically. But there are so many heart conditions that is well beyond the scope of our discussion today. I'm gonna talk specifically about coronary artery disease. Um, Heart disease, as you know, is the number one killer for adult men and women in the United States. Every year, um, 
more than 600,000 uh, uh, deaths related to heart disease. Um, and um, a lot of it, in my opinion, can be prevented if we, if we are educated enough about it and if we can if we can apply certain lifestyle changes, it can make all the difference. And this is the boring part in my discussion with you today because it will sound like a cliche, but guess what? It is not a cliche. It's uh -huh. to the heart of the matter. Uh -huh. If somehow we can apply some lifestyle changes that I'm going to talk about today, most people will not need a cardiologist like myself. Mm. So it is something that is quite preventable. There is definitely a genetic component, um, but any disease, any disease condition, I'll give you a simple example. Let's talk about flu. Most of us, if not all of us, had the flu at one point in their life, and it can have very mild symptoms or it can have fatal outcome. Same with COVID. Like, We've been living with COVID for the past couple of years. You hear people just have mild symptoms for a few days and they get better, and you hear a lot of people dying from that. So this is a wide range or spectrum and everything in between. Heart disease is no different than that. You have very mild form of the disease and you can have very severe form of the disease. And as an individual, you can, to some extent or to a big extent, determine how much you're going to have. <laughs> hmm. um, so this is something we're going to talk about. Um, part of the, of the challenge of heart disease is how to uncover it, how to make a diagnosis, uh, because sometimes people have no symptoms whatsoever, and their first encounter with heart disease could be a fatal heart attack. As a matter of fact, half of the men who die from heart attack have no prior symptoms. Mm. So their first encounter with heart condition could be a fatal event. Um, so for all of that, uh, for all of those reasons, I think a big part of the burden fall on each one of us because we, ha we can have control of how to choose our lifestyle, what to eat, how there is so many things we're going to talk about shortly, but um, but but we have control on big part of that. Mm -hmm. Who's at risk for heart disease? So there are certain things that can um, increase someone's risk for heart disease. For example, high blood pressure. That's a common one. Um, high cholesterol. Smoking. And there is four factors that I kind of tie and lump, lump some of them together, which is uh, overweight, diabetes, lack of activity. Um, so these things like kind of come together. So if I'm overeating, I can be overweight. If I'm overweight, I can become diabetic. If I'm diabetic, I'm increasing my heart risk. So it's kind of, it's all tied together. Mm -hmm. um, Smoking is a big one. Um, excessive alcohol use is another one. Um, so those are some of the risks. There is definitely a genetic component for heart disease. So those are the risk factors. 
In 2018, the U.S. Uh, Health and Human Services found that Black Americans were 30% more likely to die from heart disease than non-Hispanic whites. Mm -hmm. What can be done to lower the risk of heart disease? So there are different parts of that question. It's a very difficult question, but there are different parts for that. There is part that lies with elected officials. <laughs> because those are the people who make policies. And policies can impact big time our individual access to healthcare. Mm. So let's say, for example, let's say I have high blood pressure and diabetes and I have no access to a physician to see me or I have access to a physician to see me but I don't have enough money to pay for my medications. That will tremendously impact my heart. Um, and on the policy level, there are things that can be done about that. In every four-year cycle with presidential debates, there is a big part of discussion about healthcare, and this is at the heart of it. So policy changes that can improve people access to healthcare and medications and so forth. And this is kind of beyond us. But I want to focus on what we, every one of us can do. Okay, there are things that every and each one of us can do and it can make a big difference. Um, most importantly, what we eat, how much we exercise, and are we controlling things that can be controlled? For example, if I'm smoking, I'm inflicting harm on my body. That's that's I'm uh, I'm basically messing up my lungs. I am I am increasing my heart risk, totally unnecessarily. So that's a big one. Is it easy to quit smoking? It is not. Is it possible? Of course, it's possible. So if I'm a smoker and this is something I can move out of my list of risk factors. That's a great thing. But but again, that, that's not an easy task, but it is very doable. Okay. Another example, let's say I have high blood pressure um, and I'm not taking medications for blood pressure or I'm, it's not well controlled. This is something I can take care of it. I can, I can take my medication, I can monitor your, my blood pressure and that can improve my risk. I have complete choice over what I eat. <laughs> and this is a big one. This is a huge one. Um, because we are what we eat. Uh -huh. So if I'm eating a lot of sugars, um, a lot of carbs, I'm overweight, that's, that's by itself. That's a big one. Uh -huh. It will impact my diabetes risk. It will impact my high blood pressure risk. It will impact my heart condition. All of these things are things that I can, I can take control of. I tell, I tell most of my patients, you have control basically on everything except the genetic factor when it comes to heart disease. You don't control that. That's something that your parents hand over to you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's a gift from your parents. Uh, but other than that, you have control over everything else. Uh, exercise. Exercise, I view exercise as a daily necessity. It is not a luxury. It's not if I have time, 
I do it. It is not, if I get to, to do that, I will do it. It is not. It is a basic necessity like eating and drinking. It should be part of every human life, mm-hmm. everyday life. Um, so all of these things, you have full control over that. You mentioned alcohol. How much alcohol is too much alcohol? You will, you will hear different opinions about that. Uh, I will just share with you one opinion, my opinion about that. Um, so a lot, of, um, a lot of people advise that no more than one drink per day. There is some research that suggests even small amount of alcohols can have negative impact on, um, on human health. So in general, my advice, no more than one drink per day and keep it to the bare minimum. Even if you can get away without a drink per day, that will be even better. Now we know how to lower our risk for heart disease. What is the next step? Should I rush out to make an appointment with my cardiologist? Should I make an appointment with you, Dr. Osman? So it all depends on risk factors. So let's say I have family history of heart disease. I have high blood pressure. I have diabetes. I'm smoking. I'm overweight. So now I, I kept saying risk factor after a risk factor. That, that puts me at a risk for heart disease. So yes, I will, I will seek advice. Uh, probably I will go and see my primary care doctor. He, uh, my primary care doctor, he or she usually oversee my overall condition and um, they will examine me. They will do primary screening if they find enough reasons to think that there is a problem. They usually refer the patient to a cardiologist. Uh, that's usually how that happens. But if I have heart symptoms beyond the risk factor, if I'm, if I'm having active chest pain, uh, if I try to walk and I get discomfort in my chest, those kind of uh, red flags, th- this is when we need to consult with a cardiologist sooner than later. And you work with Broad Health. How is Broad Health providing game-changing cardiac care? Uh, Broad Health actually is a leader um, in our local community when it comes to heart disease. Um, As you know, Broad Health has multiple hospitals throughout the area here. And over the past uh, few years, they invested millions of dollars uh, in... um, in, uh, Uh, in cardiac services. So for example, over the past couple of years, uh, two hospitals within Brower system opened cardiac cath labs, um, one here in Coral Spring area and another one in Imperial Point. And cardiac cath lab is a specialized um, area of a hospital where we can do all kinds of heart procedures, including uh, acute treatment for people with heart attacks. Uh, it takes a lot of resources uh, to put something like that together and make it functional. You need to have 24-7 people running those kind of services. So it's, it's, very, um, uh, it's very demanding when it comes to resources, staffing, and so forth. And Broward Health is investing millions uh, of dollars to, to do this kind of services for the community. Wow. Also, um, the cutting-edge technologies when it comes mm-hmm. to heart uh, management, it's all available in, um, in Broward Health from 
open heart surgery, all the advanced minimally invasive procedures. Um, and uh, if you look at Broward General Hospital, they have all the advanced procedures, TAVR, uh, Watchman devised. As a matter of fact, Broward uh, General Hospital was the first hospital to provide that service here locally in our area. So all the uh, cutting edge technologies are available within the, uh, or most of it available within the Broward system. You have provided us so much valuable information and I can't thank you enough for oh. coming over to Tamrac Absolutely. to talk so to us. This podcast is really going beyond the walls of Tamrac, beyond the boundaries of Tamrac. Lots of people are now listening and I believe that the information that you provided uh, will be a great resource for many across Florida, and we appreciate you stopping by. Absolutely. It's my pleasure. Thank you for inviting me, and I look forward for uh, future discussions. Absolutely. Dr. Mohammed Osman, we are so thankful for Dr. Osman. He has been in practice for more than 20 years is also a medical director of the Interventional Cardiology Program at Broward Health in Coral Springs. I'm telling you, this doctor is on fire, and we really appreciate you uh, coming to Tamrac. Thank you so much. My name is Marlon Bolton. This has been Conversations, and I always say, walk good. Thanks for tuning in to Conversations with Marlon Bolton, brought to you by the City of Tamrac, Office of Commissioner Marlon Bolton.